WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by the Town Crier Wire. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. 23-year-old Grayson Ford of Lincoln Township is due in court on Thursday on charges of kidnapping in November of 2022 and criminal sexual assault a month later. And he'll be facing more charges after allegedly stealing several vehicles yesterday, getting into two crashes and breaking into a woman's home in St. Joseph Township. Ford was in the first crash about 4 p.m. yesterday at Red Arrow Highway and John Beers Road. He stole a vehicle from that scene and took off. Then he got into another crash at Red Arrow Highway and St. Joseph Avenue and stole another vehicle that was being driven by a woman. He sped off onto eastbound I-94. Berrien County Dispatch got a call a few minutes later about Ford running through the yard of the Blue Roof Church in Benton in St. Joseph Township. Then a woman called saying a man had broken into her home on Manitou Road. It was there that Ford was arrested about 4.30 p.m. The crashes and vehicle thefts are still under investigation. The retail environment in Michigan is improving. The June retail index in Michigan was 56, up from May's 50.7. Andrea Bightley with the Michigan Retailers Association says half of Michigan's retailers surveyed reported a sales increase over May. 34% noted a decrease and 16% reported no change. She says many retailers are optimistic going forward. 53% of retailers are predicting their sales are going to rise through September. And that's a really good sign um, when we're seeing more than half of retailers anticipating a positive rise through the rest of the year. Uh, that makes us all feel a little more hopeful. Bailey says back-to-school sales will help. The National Retail Federation expects sales to be up to $41.5 billion from $36.9 billion in previous years. Legislation from Congressman Bill Heisinga would increase the assistance offered to fruit growers when their crops are damaged by natural disasters. Heisinga tells us the Protecting America's Orchardists and Nursery Tree Growers Act would change some of the guidelines for federal assistance by allowing more time for growers to replant a crop if necessary for the plant's health. Certainly in southwest Michigan, where blueberries and vineyards uh, are very prevalent, we have a lot of both stone fruit and non-stone fruit trees that promulgate the area. What we were hearing is that some of the disaster programs that are aimed at alleviating natural disasters have some time frames that just aren't realistic for something like a fruit tree. The bill would expand the U.S. Department of Agriculture's tree assistance program, allowing eligibility for growers of not just annual crops, but also biennial crops. Isinga says some southwest Michigan growers have told him they need more time to replant after their crops are damaged. The legislation would also increase access to financial assistance for growers by allowing TAP payments for those who get at least 75% of their income from farming, and it would cover more damage by lowering the plant mortality threshold. A new boat race is coming to southwest Michigan next summer. The Hobie Class Association of North America is planning Wave 100 for August of 2024. The group's John Neckes told St. Joe City Commissioners this week the three-day race will go from South Haven to St. Joseph to New Buffalo to Michigan City. The racers will be piloting 13-foot Hobie Wave sailboats, which are smaller and much more affordable than the yachts usually seen racing through the area each summer. We're not talking about boats that are you know, expensive or you kind of measure how thick your wallet is. What, what we try to do is focus on amateur sports and promoting sailing at an entry level and make it affordable. That's, that's what we're trying to do. NECA said the plan is for the race to start in South Haven the morning of August 13th, 2024. It would head to St. Joseph, where boats would be kept overnight on Tiscornia Beach. 
The group is planning an event with the St. Joseph River Yacht Club to raise money for youth sailing. They'd uh, then head to New Buffalo the next morning, spend the night there, and finish the race to Michigan City the following morning. It's expected around 50 racers will take part. City commissioners approved a special event application for the Wave 100 with Commissioner Michael Sorolla saying the event fits the community. The South Haven Water and Sewer Authority is the recipient of a $1.5 million state grant to prevent flooding near the wastewater treatment plant. The funds come from the Michigan Department of Environment, Great Lakes, and Energy High Water Infrastructure Grant Program. The program is intended to help communities respond to coastal erosion and flooding. The South Haven Water and Sewer Authority will use the grant to design a suite of flood protection measures for the wastewater treatment plant that could include raising the concrete curbs and gutters, construction of a berm, or installation of a storm sewer. Additionally, the city of South Haven has been awarded $41,000 for a shoreline study that could uh, lead to a shoreline protection zoning ordinance. Also included in this round of grants announced for 23 communities statewide is $314,000 for Benton Harbor to address flooding along Riverview Drive and $114,000 for St. Joseph to address the flooding of Anchors Way. The Berrien Community Foundation is preparing to host Backpacks for Good in August, giving away around 2,500 backpacks loaded with school supplies to students all over the county. Program Director Susan Matheny tells us there will be giveaway events in Benton Harbor, Coloma, Eau Claire, and Niles. She says the Berrien Community Foundation gets help from sponsors to put the program on. The only way this works is with community support, especially community dollars. Each of these events has a community sponsor or multiple sponsors. In the case of Eau Claire this year, Sheriff Bailey, who Eau Claire is his community, he actually reached out and helped connect us with community sponsors. In Benton Harbor, Whirlpool employees packed up 1,400 backpacks with supplies. Matheny says the items they give out are high quality. We go through and we vet the list of things we, we think should go in the backpack with the schools that we're working with to make sure they're the most needed items per the grade level. And then we bulk purchase. Matheny says the goal is to make going back to school more exciting for students. The first backpacks for good event will be August 1st from 5 to 8 p.m. at Dwight P. Mitchell City Center Park in downtown Benton Harbor. All students who live in the 49022 zip code will qualify for a backpack. We'll have the schedule for the rest of the giveaways at our website. Some restaurants in Michigan want the state to pay up for COVID-19-related shutdowns of their businesses. They're suing the state to be paid. Here's their attorney, Albert Addis. There's no reason that this can't be addressed in Lansing. This is a wrong against a specific group of people. And now at least half of the judges or half of the courts who have looked at this have said so. This is wrong. Recently, the Michigan Court of Appeals ruled the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services overstepped its authority when it issued orders shutting down restaurants. At the time, the state said it would appeal the decision. The Michigan Supreme Court will decide on at least two cases. And the Buchanan Police Department is planning a national night out event for this month as police agencies around the country meet with the communities they serve. The Buchanan night out will be August 1st from 6 to 9 p.m. at McCoy Creek Park behind Buchanan High School. On hand will be local police officers, firefighters, EMTs, and more. They'll show off equipment and talk crime prevention with residents. This is the 40th anniversary of National Night Out, sponsored by the National Association of Town Watch. The theme is Give Neighborhood Crime and Drugs a Going Away Party. The event in Buchanan will feature food, music, and activities for the kids. Everyone's invited. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg Report. USJM News Now continues, brought to you by Imperial Furniture and Dwajak, where furniture shopping is fun. 
With a federal judge upending a plea agreement that would have had prosecutors setting aside a felony gun charge, Hunter Biden has pleaded not guilty to two tax-related offenses. ABC's Stephen Portnoy is the latest. The agreement unraveled in real time in the Wilmington courtroom of federal judge Mary Ellen Norica. The judge raised questions about whether Hunter Biden might face ongoing legal liability even after pleading guilty to two tax-related misdemeanors. Hunter Biden and his attorney said it was their understanding that the plea deal would end the federal probe, but when prosecutors didn't signal their agreement, the deal came undone. The judge gave the parties a month to regroup. A former Air Force intelligence officer has testified the U.S. is concealing a long-standing program that retrieves and reverse-engineers unidentified flying objects. Retired Major David Grush's highly anticipated testimony today before a House Oversight Subcommittee was Congress's latest foray into the world of UAPs, or Unidentified Aerial Phenomena, the official term of the U.S. government for UFOs. The Pentagon has rejected his claims and denies it's concealing any such program. ABC's Ike Egiochi has more from Washington. Ryan Graves, the executive director of Americans for Safe Aerospace, says UAPs are in our airspace and are often underreported. He says military aircrew and commercial pilots routinely witness sightings. The stigma attached to UAP is real and powerful and challenges national security. It silences commercial pilots who fear professional repercussions, discourages witnesses, it is only compounded by recent government claims questioning the credibility of eyewitness testimony. Ike Jachi, ABC News, Washington. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell briefly left his own press conference today after stopping his remarks mid-sentence and staring off into space for several seconds, appearing to be disoriented. McConnell approached the podium for his weekly press conference and started speaking about the annual defense bill on the floor. He said the bill was proceeding with good bipartisan cooperation. Then he appeared to lose his train of thought, trailing off. McConnell then stared vacantly around for 20 seconds before his colleagues and Republican leadership who were standing next to him grabbed his elbows and asked if he wanted to go back to his office. A House Judiciary panel is grilling Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas over President Biden's border policies. House Judiciary Committee Chair Jim Jordan slammed President Biden's border policies, calling it a Biden border crisis, describing them as open border policies. Mayorkas is facing Republicans who have been making the case to impeach him over his handling of the U.S.-Mexico border. Although border crossings are high, there have been fewer border arrests in recent weeks. U.S. Customs and Border Protections says June saw the lowest monthly crossings since February of 2021. A high school student who stormed the U.S. Capitol, assaulted a police officer, and sat in a Senate floor chair reserved for the vice president has been sentenced to a year in prison. Georgia resident Bruno Joseph Kua was 18 when he attacked the Capitol January 6, 2021, making him one of the youngest people charged in the riot. A U.S. district judge sentenced him today to a prison term of one year and one day, followed by three years of supervised release. The judge convicted him of felony charges after a trial earlier this year. The Fed has raised interest rates to their highest level in more than two decades. The reason is continued inflation. Here's ABC's Andy Field. Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell confident rising prices will come down with continued rate hikes, saying inflation erodes purchasing power, especially for those least able to meet the higher cost of essentials like food, housing and transportation. So another quarter percent rate hike to the highest cost of borrowing money in the U.S. in 22 years. Andy Field, ABC News, Washington. A London jury has acquitted actor Kevin Spacey on sexual assault charges stemming from allegations by four men dating back 20 years. Jurors returned the verdicts today in a Southwark Crown Court after liberating for three days. 
Three men accused the Oscar winner of aggressively grabbing their crotches, and an aspiring actor said the, wor- the actor took advantage of him after he fell asleep or passed out at Spacey's London apartment. Spacey, who turned 64 today, pleaded not guilty to nine charges, including multiple counts of sexual assault and one count of causing a person to engage in penetrative sexual activity without consent. And singer Sinead O'Connor, who rose to international fame in the 90s, has died. Morph, maybe she's Jason Nathanson. Sinead O'Connor's number one single, Nothing Compares to You, made her a worldwide superstar in 1990. The single declared by Billboard as the number one song in the world at the first ever Billboard Music Awards. The album, I Do Not Want What I Haven't Got, also hit number one, the only top ten disc of the ten albums she made. Fame, controversy, and mental health struggles followed that breakthrough year, with O'Connor devastated last year by the suicide of her 17-year-old son Shane. In a statement, her family asked for privacy and didn't reveal any details about the death of the 56-year-old. Jason Athens in ABC News, Hollywood.